Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Jitsu Podcast. This is Vince Pakleb, your host. This is the podcast where we talk all things business and all things jujitsu. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up? Excited, uh, excited to be here. For those that are listening in, this is Vince Pakleb, your host of the Business Two Podcast. We are here in Riverside, California, with Coach Poylock. Coach Poylock is the founder of Choi Ultimate Training here in Riverside, the strength and conditioning um, facility. And uh, excited to, to have you, Poylock. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Archie, what's up, dude? What's up, guys? Thank you. Playlock for taking the time to yes. sit down and chat with us and inviting us to this beautiful facility. Bro, you sandbagged us on this facility. <laughs> yeah. It's a gym. Just come in. Just come in. <laughs> Dude, super nice. I like the, uh, the the sleeper of the mat room that yeah. you have back there. Yeah. Just to keep that hidden and uh, have a little bit of rolls in there. Yeah. But we make jokes saying, hey, you guys have a problem with going there. Let's do it. Let's do it. I didn't even know that was back there. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I see your videos. I'm on your socials. Yeah. Like, all the time. And... Never once did I see those mats right, on your right, socials. Right, right. That's what I mean. It's just straight sandbagging us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty <laughs> legit. Good little touch. Yeah, Good oh, little yeah. finishing, uh, finishing touch. Dude, why don't we? We should have just recorded back there. What are we thinking? We just put the plyo boxes, you know. <laughs> Seriously. Unbelievable. Use the, use the put some dummies. Geese on. Yeah, put some geese on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Next time. <laughs> Next time, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, so a couple of things before we start, uh, Polak, I'd love to just give the audience some context in regards to you, your background, uh, and a little bit about some of the things that you've been uh, working on. Sure, sure. My background is uh, I started in this field in 2012, um, kind of by accident. Uh, finished college, played four years of football, and uh, I got a real job, and I got fired. And when I got fired, yeah. I was like, oh, what do I do? And the first person that came to my mind was my my college strength coach, Coach Durant. And um, we weren't even that close, but he was the first person I called. And I said, hey, Coach, I got fired, man. I don't know what to do. I want to do what you do. He's like, oh, come on in. Come on, come and work for me. I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, he just makes me. He's like, yeah, you got the volleyball girls today. I'm like, dude, it's my first day. He's like, just do what you did when you're an athlete. Just run up. I'm like, all right. I ran up. I'm like, uh, run up the stairs. And I just drew a blank. I'm like, holy crap. And I felt so terrible. I didn't, I didn't do anything. And I, um, it was cool. He threw me in the fire. And I was like, I don't ever want to feel like that again. So I'm like, I, I just started like reading books and asking all these questions. That I never wanted to feel like that again. It was my first day. And kind of from then on, he's just like, well, you got to get your master's to do this. I'm like, dude, my master's is in communication. So I'm like, oh, no, figure it out. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it. You know, boss man said it did that. And then during that time is um, I had a, a college teammate, uh, Robbie, he played football. Him and I played football together at RCC. Actually, he played football. I was on the team. I watched. I watched. Him, I watched. I watched him play football. And you know, he was working at the UFC gym at the time. I'm like, dude, I want to. I want to get a job here. And uh, he said, like, Yeah, fine. I'll, I'll put in a word for you. And if you guys know Robbie, you know, he's a really good guy, super personal. People love that guy, right? So he's like, I'll get you a job. And all right, cool. And then I uh, interview a couple of times. Um, and if you remember this, Vince, it's a pretty good story. You were like, uh, I think it wasn't, I don't know if it was you directly, but you're like, no, you're not qualified enough. I'm like, no. You're like, what? I'm like, no, I'm qualified enough. So I went back and I like, I called Vance. Um, I wrote an email and I dropped up a letter saying how qualified I am to work here. I wasn't, I wasn't going to take no uh, for an answer to get, to get this job. 
yeah, so I've been kind of just doing that since 2012, working in a corporate gym. I've worked for myself um, since 2016. And during that time, I've also taught at the community college, um, got a ton of certifications. Um, I just didn't want to feel like that again, right? So I wanted to learn everything, anything I get my, get my hands on. And uh, here I am. Man, I remember. I remember that portion, which we'll, we'll talk about in a second. I was actually going to save that for later, but you brought it up. But we'll, we'll, we'll place, put yeah. a placeholder on that. Um, so you got fired from your first job out of college. Yeah. What were you doing? I was doing um, inside sales for a construction equipment rental company. And you were a communications major? Yeah. So okay, I got the job. It was this thing called um, really good resource for athletes. It's called Athletes to Careers. So this is um, what you do, like a staffing. They help you help find college athletes jobs just in the real world. They, they kind of help you like market yourself as like, well, I was a college athlete. I'm used to working long hours and you see all the good, good things of being an athlete and they help you get a job. So uh, you said you played football in college and I know a little bit of the story. So you played the RCC, then went to Laverne? Yeah, went to Laverne. So, yeah, um, you know, I'm 5'3", 5'4", 130 pounds. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't the best, dude. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll knock any JV linebacker out. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I got done with uh, four years of high school, and that was a pretty good accomplishment. I thought I was just, I thought I was just done. I'm like, you know, whatever. I like, played football in school, and then like, flash forward like two years out of high school. So my like, whole team is like, hey, we should try to play football. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll try to play. And I did it, and it kind of got on, got on the team. It's just the war of attrition, right? At least everyone just kind kind of quits, and you're still kind of standing around, like you're you're, you know, you're on the team, you're part of it. And I didn't touch the field for two years, um, but it was a great experience. Just, being able to play football every day with people with, with just a unique, you've been around a community college and community college athletes are unique individuals. And that was a really good time. And, and I was done. And then um, I found the old RCC quarterback and I'm like, hey, um, do you, like, you want to play some flight football with us? He's like, no, no, I'm, I'm playing I'm playing Laverne now in Division three school. So you should play there. I'm like, man, I didn't even touch that field at RCC. Why am I going to play there? He's like, man, just come to school. It's, you need to go to school anyways and play. Talk to the coach. They kind of like let me on the team. and. Um, yeah, I was, I was playing my my junior year now. I was, you know, I've always done okay, just a little guy. And then I uh, remember this was kick return. Like someone didn't go in. I'm going in. I ran around nice. and I got in. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm so cool. Like, you stay in there from now on. And then like two weeks later, um, he was like, hey, you should kick return. I'm like, I don't know if it was like, is this like, if you guys follow football, like Darren Sproles, little guy. This is when he was like falling out. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he saw like correlation between like Darren Sproles and I. So you can kick return now. I didn't, even, I didn't even kick return in high school or anything. And um, yeah, I was able to get in and got the ball. I got like a 40-yard return. Uh, it, was, it was so cool. It was one of the coolest moments of my life, man. And, yeah, and then from then on during that time, I played a lot of special teams. Um, I, was the, I was a backup receiver. I got in a handful of times there. But uh, yeah, it was cool. And I think um, I think with football and in life, it's like you always got to be ready. I was, I was always kind of ready. You know, always prepared like I was going to play. These were things that... They told you in high school. They told you in college, and uh, when I had that chance, um, you know, I, I went in. And, uh, I had to start one game during my college career because guys weren't ready. They woke up late, and I was ready. They were starting the day, and I got a chance to start. And uh, another funny story was like the, the time I got in, it was my friend who got me to school. He's like, Andre, throw me the freaking fake, throw me the ball. Man. I don't care. Like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get like just throw the ball. Just give me a chance to throw He throws it. And uh, I, I have some space in the guy. The guy just picks it. He looks at me. He's all, man. I'm like, man, thanks for throwing the ball, man. I, I don't know if I'm not to give another chance, you know. But it was, it was a cool experience. So 
you, um, during that time frame, you were working on Coach Ryan. Mm -hmm. And just through that whole process, you just built a relationship with him? or it was, it was more like a, um, he, was, he, was, he was tough on us and very hard on us. And, you know, and, I, and I respected that because you know, I remember like going in the early morning and at the time, now this guy's old. He's working out all hard, and it was like, all right, this guy's doing it. With the other coaches are working out, I think it's really easy um, to do it because I see them doing it. Like, he's not just some guy um, yelling at us. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I really can't remember what kind of relationship I had with him. It wasn't we were like close. I was never like the best in that way or anything like that, you know. But I always respected him, and um, I saw his I saw his kids around the weight room. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, I want to live like that, you know. You're, you go, to, you go to work, you go to college, work with athletes, and you have the kids at the gym, that seems cool. You know? So I think, I mean, in the back of my mind, when I have fires, I got, I got to call them, just figure out how to do that. Dang, so when you did that, you, was there already a pre-existing relationship of like, hey man, give me a shout if you ever want to come by, or like, you just randomly No, it was, it was never, it was like, after my after my football career, I'll just go in the weight room, and it, it, I, I kind of just, it was, I think working out too, like it was kind of something I did ever since I was 15, so it was like, okay, I'm done playing football, so I'm going to go go work out and it was like he never like yelled at me or anything he let me in the weight room and worked out and then yeah i guess when i get fired i was like all right he's gonna call him. like he was the only person in my mind to call him, you know at that time wow that is so fast yeah and, and he knows that story yeah, yeah he knows that story yeah. wow that is super cool man. yeah and you're still kind of affiliated coaching yeah yeah team open, right yeah so i worked there for a couple of years back in 2017 and 18 yes before chance was born. So I worked for like two years I could, so i interned first right Got away from it, and then I went back to become an assistant for a couple of years, and I just go there, here and there, just to be a part of it, just to go work out. It's a really cool uh, facility. So, so when you went to go work out there, um, what athletes were you? I had, so we all, we all, anybody that's part of the um, staff will work with football. Football is your biggest team in a, in a college, um, smaller college. You're going to work with football, and I got to work with men's and women's basketball, softball, and a little bit of baseball. With baseball, it's only a little bit, only because they have different times. I was there to lift, so I got some, some baseball guys in the, in the class. And it's a really cool experience um, there because with small university, you have your regular students in there too. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a big uh, big gap. So, yeah, I think it was at 11 a.m. One of the groups we had was the basketball players that had to lift before practice and then some regular students. So they all lifted together. So you had to, I had to learn quickly how to design programs that fit everybody. And there was a point where like some of the students came up to me and said, I want to do those guys we do. I'm like, all right, we'll let them lift. They want to learn. They did it all together, so it was cool. And then I would, it was like, uh, I would bust the guys a little bit, the basketball guys were like, that's a regular ass student. He's keeping up with you. What the hell's going on, you know? Just a student. Oh man, you know? So, and they, they were, everyone were part of that way, you know? It's like, it's kind of like even in the gym sometimes, like, oh, you know, like, you know, that, that's an old lady you're working out. You know, she's keeping up with you. Come on, man. It's like, oh, crap. You know, and I think, and it, 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 I think it feeds off each other, too. It's like, yeah, I'm an old lady and I'm like 35. And, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and, they're, and they're keeping up with the young guys, you know. So I think it, it's actually, it feeds off each other. You know, like, I think in, intuitively or innately, people just compete. You know, you guys go, mm -hmm. like, let's go light today. You start going light. And you feel like, all right, this guy's going like 70%. They're like, I'm going to go 75. And before you know it, you guys are going live, you know. So I think it's it, it, it's innate, yeah, innate human thing, right? <laughs> that's what our choice is. How are we going to go like? Yeah, yeah. To yeah no, that's, 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 that's the worst, man. You're, you're a brown belt? Brown belt, man. Oh, yeah. oh wow, nice. Yeah. And just got it. Oh, man, I can't remember. December. Uh, no, what about oh, February? February, that's right. Yeah, we, got, we got promoted. Yeah. Yeah. 
Were you guys surprised when you got yours? Yeah, I was a little because you know, I was up in the Bay Area for a little bit. Right, right, right. And then, like, you know, it's coming in. Whenever I came back, I'd always come and train at the facility. Yep. But I always, I mean, during that time, I was, it was during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. There was no one rolling during right, that time. Right. And I tried to find places all over. Yeah. Until, like, I stumbled across people rolling. I'm like, yeah. dude, what's going on over here? You guys don't tell me about it? I'm I think like, Lisa <laughs> had something in her, like, backyard or something. Or, like, Muka had something. I don't, you don't remember. Like, try, try to keep it under wraps. But, yeah, yeah I, was, I was a little surprised. Yeah, man. So, uh, talk to us about. So, you recently, uh, I like the way you pulled off your recent jiu-jitsu promotion. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you're training at Gracie Mai Thai. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, I, I guess I have two questions. One, I want to hear about your promotion. That's one thing. The second thing I want to do is, or I want to uh, learn about is, what made you want to keep it a secret? Yeah, I, I think okay. So this, I'll start the the, the secret one. I kind of just did did um didn't want like guys knowing that I roll. Like I train a lot of like combat athletes and big guys. Is kind of want to keep a secret something that I do on my own to relate to them a little bit better. And one of the times I rolled, and I live in Beaumont, so the, the gym it's far from here. It's thirty minutes east of here, and like, the gym I went to. All right, no one knows who I am here. I'm just rolling. Just, just a regular guy. No one knows me. And there's one of these guys like he's beats me up. Like, hey, I know you. I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know your name. He's like, yeah, yeah, you, you with Jalen, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm with Jalen. Like, yeah, I've seen your stuff. It's really good. He's, I'm just like on the ground. He's like, yeah. And this is when he's like, he's like, he's like beating me up. He's like neon belly. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then then people start talking. And so some of the guys like kind of like knew what was after that. I was like, oh, man, that, that sucks. And then the recent promotion um, was a surprise because at the time when I got promoted, I haven't even told anybody outside of Facebook, but um, I was a three strike and I was talking to one of my training partners, hey, you're like, what do you think about me competing? He's like, hey, it's a good idea. You're a white belt, you're a master's two, you can be light, you can, you can cut down to 130. Like, yeah, I'll do it. That's a good idea. I'll think about it. I'll talk to a professor after class. And I have three stripes. And then he's like, yeah, everyone's a blue belt in that class. And that morning he was like, yeah, this guy's been training for like two years. Um, I'm like, I'm the only, who's he promoting? And then I'm like, white belt, and he's like, he's like, join, it's you. I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh, oh crap, that was truly surreal. I'm like, I'm gonna have one more stripe. I'm gonna wait till I get that fourth one to compete as a white belt. And then all of a sudden, I'm uh, in my head, I'm like, you freaking skip the stripe, you know? I could, I, there's four, right? And he's like, he's like, no, no, you're good. You, you've done it before. You, you roll a little bit here and there before this. You're good now. You get, you get the belt. I'm like, cool, thanks. You know, trying to be excited, but I'm like, oh crap, man. I really wanted to compete as a white belt. Now, now I have to wait a little bit. I have to wait till I'm. Maybe three stripe blue belt now in case he skips me again. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, you, you didn't want anyone to know because of people you train. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of want to keep that secret just for, for myself. You know, I was I wasn't hiding it, but I'll post stuff here and there. Like I'm like, man, you know, but I just want to kind of keep it to myself. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a little bit of a suspicion that you were training, yeah. but it wasn't like, you know, with uh, Archie and I or whatever the case is. There's someone that always takes a picture. Of it. After every class, when we get tagged, so it's always right, you know, it's right, always right. obvious. Like, right. okay, we're we're on the mat because you don't post, but you'll see like, oh, someone posted you, right? And then, all right, it's, you know, it's a training, so it's, it's cool, you know. Yeah, exactly. I had a little bit of suspicion that you were you're up to something, and then I seen you post your, uh, your promotion. I'm like, dude, boy, like, who gets on? It's a cool, it's a cool thing. I think jujitsu is cool. I think I love what it represents. You know, I mean, I don't remember where I read this or saw this or heard it. It's like a 
the belts just kind of mean that like you, you just didn't quit you know it's like uh yeah it just shows like hey, if you're a blue belt purple belt rebel, you've done this for x amount of time and, just, and that, that's what it really shows and i think that that's that's cool so a lot of times people think like oh man you must be like a, a beast or wrestler or athlete like sometimes times like people get to a high place in life because it's simply didn't quit right yeah. stay the course don't they have a race who might have been yeah, that one in Redlands too. That's that a little bit closer. Yeah, I live, in, I live in I live in Beaumont. I live in Beaumont, so it's in, in the town. Oh, that's right. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dang, you went pretty extensive <laughs> to get away just, from everyone yeah, around just, there. Just hide away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what's your training schedule look like? Uh, uh, early, early. So on Mondays and Fridays, I'm here at five right now, and I get done at about three. You know, during that time, I'll, I'll train. I train uh, with a group of young guys now, so it pushes me. Uh, they're all younger than me, they're all bigger than me, so it keeps me uh, kind of going to keep up with them. You know, I try to make it seem like they're kind of keeping me, but I'm like, these guys are young, they're big, they're fast, and, it, and it's hard. You know, so I think it's it's good good for all of us. Uh, it keeps me kind of kind of young, right? Now. Um, in terms of like my fitness training, we don't always do the same thing, right? Sometimes, we're, like right now, we're lifting like your regular row lifts, your regular gym lifts bench squad you know um, yeah those are the best <laughs> and sometimes like sometimes they're not you know right now they feel good so i'm getting after a little bit trying to find some size putting extra calories to boost through um, yeah we're doing that right now it's, it's fun being able to train with those young guys that's awesome so uh yes oh what about jujitsu jujitsu i train once or twice a week in the mornings on tuesdays and or thursdays depending but where I train at is great. There's nobody young there. I think I'm the youngest at 37, which is nice of having the older guys. It's a little bit harder because everyone's higher a belt than I am, a little bit bigger than I am, but I embrace the challenge. Have you guys read The 32 Principles? Or heard it? Yeah. Henry Gracie? I think this would It's a really good book. It ties into the things we do in life as well. And uh, one of the story goes like this guy was a black belt, he was a little guy, he was an old guy. He was getting beat up by a lower belt. It was a purple belt, whatever. But the story goes like, "Well, dude, like, if you didn't, if you didn't, if you didn't have jujitsu, you, you'd be getting killed. So it's actually a good thing that you jujitsu is good." He's like, "Why well, should you be beating my butt?" Like, no, it's not about that. Like, jujitsu is about like, hey, you're older, smaller, and you're able to keep up with this guy. That's actually a good thing. That's like a, a, a pro of jujitsu. But anyways, um, I think of it that way too. Like, yeah, man, like I'm, like, I'm younger than these guys. I'm faster. I should be getting beat up. I'm like, dude. They're bigger than me. Like I, that's okay. I'm like, and I'm not just like completely dead. It's a, it's a, that's that's where jiu jitsu, jiu -jitsu comes in. So it's pretty cool to learn, learn about yourself that way too, for sure. Oh yeah, then to find another day. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love tying in jiu jitsu and just everything I do in life. But as I was doing this podcast, I'm like tying everything. Yeah. Yeah. What is that Musashi? Uh, like you know the way broadly you see it in all things. Yeah, that's uh, that's super cool. So out of all the things, so you um, train, you get your business, you get your family. Um, the you train a bunch of combat athletes, which we'll talk about here in a second. But how did you get started in putting on the gi? Like, what was that whole process? Oh, um, you know, I, I just wanted to train a little bit more because I I would train like I've been kind of training here and there pretty much my whole life. I started MMA, I got 20 when I was in college, I went to this place called King's Martial Arts. Not the King's, you guys know who's called King. Um, it's Fight Syndicate now, and um, 
yeah, I, worked, I had this uh, coach, uh, Bo King, and he, he, it was a really cool experience. Like, like you know, it was like at first it was like, I think it was like 80 bucks at the time, and I just, man, I can't afford it. And he was like, no, no, everybody come back. I'm like, I'll, I'll recycle cans or something. You always kind of train for the man here and there. And then as a BOC chip, I was just hopping to class mm-hmm. whenever I had the opportunity. Kind of did, um, I've always been a fan of like UFC and understood the sport. It got to a point where like I, I can talk to sport a lot of sports really well. And people are like you, you don't train, like no, but I couldn't tell like just the way I talked to sport, um, wh- whatever sport it was, whether it was it was MMA or basketball or whatever. And I think you know, I was like for me, I was like yeah, it was, it was time to kind of time to, to train, uh, be a little more serious about it, and uh, maybe just just go and see where the journey takes me. And so far, it's been it's been good. It's been fun. Learn a lot about myself <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So the Gracie Humaita is by your house. Was it always there? Yeah, it was always there since uh, I lived there, and I've been there since like 2017 or 18. And uh, it, like it, for for a while, like it didn't really work with my schedule. It was kind of like, you know, I thought like how I hate to say like regular people, but most people, oh, I don't have enough time. I'm not going to do it. I don't have enough time. I'm going to do it. I don't have enough time. If I would have started when I was at 2017, I could probably be a purple belt, or whatever, right? And I think you know what? I only have one day. Maybe two sometimes. That's enough. I'll just do with what I have instead of worry about like having more time or more classes. Like this is it. It's better than zero. And before you know it, you'll you'll go up. Because you know, like, I always tell people these things. Like, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about if you have ten minutes to work out or uh, you have ten bucks to save. Just save it. Because in five years, that ten bucks or those ten minutes that you're walking, it's going to go a long way. So, you know, flash forward two years later, just one class, two classes, maybe a week. Here I am, blue belt. Yeah, that's awesome. One is better than none. Right. Yeah. And now one is better than none. Um, so talk to us about, so you got a bunch of um, athletes on your roster. Yeah. Um, most recently, Jalen Turner, right? He had a, yep. had a big um, big win here recently and been on a tear. Yeah. Um, how did that whole process start with uh, not just Jalen specifically, but training combat athletes? Yeah. Like I, like I said, I would, I would train it here and there. Um, I knew a little bit of ex- exercise science, strength and conditioning. I think it kind of started with Ricky Legier. Um he trained my strength coach and he knew I was from there. And then like, well, he kind of had that mutual respect for me. So I was like, you know what? He knows a little bit. I worked with Ricky a couple of times and had another fighter, Johnny, worked with a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, these guys, you know, these this MMA combat's a tight-knit community. Once they find out someone does decent stuff, they want to be a part of it, right? So yeah, I kind of had like one fighter and it became two and it became three. Then it became, you know, some, at one point it was, like, it was a couple of dozen, I felt like it was a, Everyone did something in that world, and um, I think that's kind of how it started. Now, uh, uh, Iridium, uh, Jason Wells. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, yeah. So you we, guys went to the same school, right? Same yeah. So he graduated. So that's how. I was, yeah. So okay, that's good. That's how I started. So that whole Lebron community is so small. So one of the kids who graduated after me. So I finished. He. he we knew each other through Durant Street Conditioning Football. Um, he was interning with Iridium, Jason House. And he knew Jalen was out in this area. I was in this area. He's like, hey, do you want to train um, this guy? He had one UFC fight um, at the time, and he wants to get stronger and do all this. Um, do all this. Because when I had Jalen, he was just, he just signed that contract. He had a bubble weight class. Didn't win that first fight. Um, but he thinks that's how they got to get you into UFC. He's like, hey, you take this fight, and we'll give you three fights after this. No questions asked. Right. Those guys have to take a fight on short notice or a different weight class. And, yeah, so I got Jalen after that, his first loss. And then I pretty much have had him ever since. You know. Well, how long has that been? 2017, I think. Yeah, 2017. Wow. wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, lately it's been harder. He moved, you know, so I, like this past fight, he took it on short notice. I only saw him like once real quick. We did some stretching. 
and talking, you know, and that, that was it. I mean, I just went out there real quick. Sure. It was harder for me to get out to see him now, you know, so. But it's a better situation for him because he lives out there. All his training was out here. This, for the people who are listening about him, it's like he, he drove from out this way, you know, an hour each day. Sometimes he would come home because he would train in the morning and then go back out that way and train more. So this guy was grinding. So he had an opportunity to move out there and his training is a lot better because he's taking that, that drive stress away. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's a that's super fascinating, man. So I got a question. When you got uh, we're called high-profile athlete, right? He's on the rise. Um, obviously, you're playing an important part, right? Um, strength condition, foundational piece of, of all combat sports, right? Um, especially at that level of competitiveness, right? At every, every bit of advantage, yeah. right? Uh, right counts. Um, any specific considerations? I mean, obviously, you don't want to hurt your athlete. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a that's a good good question. Um, it, it's a needs needs analysis, right? You just find out what the person is doing, and then from then you just like don't do more of that, right? These, these guys will all say if you have any type of combat, I want more conditioning. I want more conditioning. And I ask them like, what are they what are they doing? Like, oh, I roll live five times a week. I'm like, all right. So it sounds like you're getting conditioning, so you might need something else, right? Would it help you if you think if you move better, right? So if you move better, you're not spending as much energy. So a lot of what I do just becomes mobility, right? They don't have to work as hard to get to a move, so they're saving energy, right? So I, I actually don't do much conditioning at all. I will do it only because, like, these guys would want that feeling. I want to breathe hard, right? So we'll do, like, a Tabata at the end. So that's 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off for eight rounds, something like that. But usually a lot of do is, like, just teaching them how to lift a little bit so they're stronger, the relative weight you're lifting is easier, right? If you move better, everything becomes your So mind becomes more like strength and mobility rather than strength conditioning. And I think with conditioning too, it's like telling them like, I tell, um, I actually taught Nick this concept too. It's like learning how to use your energy. Like people think like, I'm going to go hundred percent. It's like physiologically, you can't go hundred percent for more than eight seconds per se, right? Mm-hmm. So you learn that maybe you're going to like 92% or like 86 or like in your head, you're teaching your body like how much energy to use. Like you're taking a little bit off, you're still going hard, but you're not wasting full 100% when you're throwing that cross, right? It's like, hey, maybe throw this one 80, this one a little bit harder. And like you're just changing speeds or intensities, very, very small. And I think you're going to learn how to condition that way. So for me, it's like learning, teaching those little tricks on how to use your body how to breathe better, right? How to move better. And I think that in itself is conditioning. Now, what level of involvement do you have? Um, obviously there's, you know, facilitating the mobility and just efficiency, mm-hmm. right, of energy. Do you do a lot of um, recovery, nutrition, supplementation, those kinds of things as well, or is that separate? Uh, we'll do a little bit. So like a guy like Jalen, he's gonna have a little bit of that supplementation through the UFC. Um, some of those guys aren't going to change change their um, uh, they're eating much. They're, they're going to eat like pigs, and then they're it's going to cut, and it's worked for them, and um, and they'll do that. So I, I leave that, and I ask them like, hey, like, do you kind of have your plan for your cut? Now they're like, yeah, I've done this before. My coach's coach, coaches, this is stuff that's passed down. Cool, do it, right? So yeah, it just depends on the individual. Individual sometimes like, you know. Um, you will have like a, a, a fighter or their coach, uh, even though we have in the plan, they're going, like, oh man, coach made me do a hundred jumps today and ran uh, three miles before. And then I did a game after. I'm like, okay, so today we're just going to grab a band and stretch and talk because we already did all that, right? So yeah, I think it just depends on the person. There's been times where like, 
oh, cool, you have a guy, let them do it. And I, you know, then I try to like talk to the athlete and or coach, like, hey, so you guys are doing like zero. It's like, yeah, we don't do push to sit anymore. I'm like, cool, so let me do all that, right? So it just depends on a person. So the thing is like, I'll get asked like, people like, how do you train fighters? I'm like, what? Like, what's your question? Because you just it goes beyond that. There's like, you have to, they'll ask me like a very general question and I'll give them like a general answer because I don't know what context. Like, does your fighter need more speed does he need you know to lose weight does he need to gain weight? that's all going to differ based on the, the the fighter needs right um one thing i did for nick was like he's oh man this guy's high endurance high endurance i'm like cool so like he's like he does triathlons i'm like so he does endurance like that's his thing so in six weeks there's no amount of endurance we can do anyways to do that so it's not right there's nothing i can do anyways so let's, let's not even go there right let's make your thing your speed things so, oh shoot that makes sense like you know, sometimes people get caught, get caught up in what the other team or the other athletes do. They, they forget about themselves. I'm like, yeah, they do that. Like, you know, they're, they're, you're playing football. The team's going to run the ball. Like, there's nothing we can do about it. They're going to run it. So let's worry about what we're going to do and not get so caught up in what they're doing. It's important to recognize that this person's going to grapple you or whatever, right? But it's also like, okay, if he's grappling his whole life, and if I'm the grappling coach in 12 weeks, I don't have this magic that's going to make you 12 weeks and he's in it for 12 years or whatever, right? So, right. you know, so this, this thing's important to stick to what you got too. I mean, I'm just like going through my mind, like, dude, my training sucks. Take it, I know I'll, I'll work it out for the math and stuff, but man, that's some high level coaching that you do. And man, yeah, I need it. I need to hire you. <laughs> um, one of my questions was like, "What's your coaching style?" I guess that's too generic. Huh? No, I, I, don't, I don't think it's. I don't think it's too generic. So my coaching style. Um, so I believe in this: the collection of who you are, or who I am today, is a, is a is a mix from experiences from other people. Humans, we model behavior, right? So you're just gonna model. If you're like a dad, right, or a parent, like your kids are gonna model you. People were like, "Oh, what, what parenting advice do you have?" And like, I'm sure you've been asked the question. Like, oh, it's hard to give that advice because they just like, you know, my kid shouts a little bit. I'm like, well, where does that come from? They don't, they don't just make that up, right? They don't like, I'm going to start yelling and, you know, and, and say bad words, you know, that comes from somewhere, right? So where I'm going with this is like, I guess my coaching style is from um, three, three or four of my mentors, right? One, one is Coach Durant, you know, we, we do things hard. Like I, I train hard. I think it's important to um, be uncomfortable, like, I, I do it for myself and I get asked this question, like, how do you push people? I'm like, dude, I just push myself. It's that simple. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, like, you push yourself. That way you, when you ask someone to push themselves, you've been there, you know what it feels like and you're asking them genuinely because you hear a lot of times you see like, come on, come on, come on, you got this, you got this. I'm like, what are, what are you even doing? You, you've never done that workout. Now you're making this person do it and it's very disgenuine, right? So yeah, that's hard. Um, I had a mentor at uh, UC Riverside, Gary Heron, it would just kind of have like have progressions, have regressions, have a plan, you know, have an organization. So I, I've learned that. And then um, I had another mentor at UC Riverside, Jason Salyer, a CrossFit guy. He was kind of like, hey, as long as you keep them safe, have some fun, and it'll work. And then, um, I, yeah, and I think in terms of like the business side or the, or the inter or intrapersonal side, I, I learned actually a lot from Vince. You know, it, was, it wasn't like what Vince said. It was just kind of like you, I modeled that behavior. Like it wasn't like it was. I don't remember like a specific lesson like Vince did. It was just kind of like, all right, well, this guy behaves this way, and it was just more, more. What's that? What's that quote? More, more is caught than what is taught, right? And I just that's kind of my my coaching style, right? Like you, you bring the energy, right? Like this, 
this can be doing fitness or even jujitsu is like, this can be the best part of someone's day. They got a shitty job. They've worked 14 hours. Their, their wife hates them or their husband hates them. Like, so they, they want to come right or they hate their husband <laughs> or, 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 or whatever right so they want to come in they want to they want to feel good so like you you have to be like it's it's kind of corny but it's like you're the best part of the day so you got to bring that right and it's 5 a.m so you got to be able to bring the juice right yeah that's awesome it's very flattering too yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um jason cellier he was working he's worked with josh Everett, right correct yeah, yeah 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 i remember i remember him yeah yeah i've met him in uh in passing as well yeah, he's a really unique guy. He's like, I think he, like, he never, like, simple guy, right? He never had, like, one money. Like, he bought his, like, little truck cash. He made, like, 50K a year at UCR, and that was enough because he saved everything. So I think he, like, sold his house here and just lives in, like, the woods. Like, that's just who he is and what he's about. It's, it's, it's so cool to see people like that, you know? That is so awesome. Um, so I, ha I have a couple questions in regards to just your training. So you've been training now for a few years consistency right i'm a big believer in you know a little bit over time goes a long way um any specific things that you learn while you're training right i think you and i have some similar scenarios right we're usually the smaller older guys in the <laughs> yeah. group. um but anything specific that you you know while you're going through any particular sessions or any particular roles and you're like man i'm going to use this is i'm going to work these exercises or I'm going to put together this part as my program to help me in or out of these types of situations. Is there any, any correlation there? Oh, for, for my, for my workout, I mean to train for like jujitsu. Yeah. For your own or, or also if you're training jujitsu athletes, just to be able to, you know, say, Hey, this would probably be very relevant, very relevant to someone that's training. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, um, I, it's, it's always like ask, like ask, like over ask, like ask, like oh, have a plan too, but like, Hey, yeah, we're going to, Hey, for, for this week or this month, we're going to work strength. For next meet, next week, next month, we're going to work hypertrophy or strength or power. Whatever you want to work on, like have a plan, but also like like ask like what that athlete wants. Like, like really ask about their roles. They're like, yeah, no, I feel good. I'm like, no, like what's going on? And you dig a little bit. They're like, oh, I caught cotton this. Or like my shoulder's tired. Or they'll say like, oh, man, my, my, my forearms are so tight. I don't have any grips. Like, so if the more you dig, they'll, they'll give you the answer. You just got to ask like, better questions so that that's an art the more, the more you do it the, the better you do it's like people ask me like what questions do you have i don't have like this list of like hey how old are you i don't have like this this list. i just keep asking that question it's like i'm a naturally curious person so i just ask questions anyways and then i'll ask them so they'll, they'll give you the answer right so i think it's, i think it's important to have a plan right in, in whatever you do life fitness jiu-jitsu right but also have like be ready that like your, your day may not go as planned or the workout may not go as planned right because um, I can ask you guys. I'm sure, like you, you guys. Have, yeah, I'm sure you guys have a plan for the day. Like you guys had a plan to be here at X amount of time, and it's 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 rare. Like I would say, one out of ten days, you might have the most perfect day. Everything went exactly to plan. I got my coffee. One person was in line. You know, it, 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 it really happens. But I think it's still important to have a plan, have a routine, and and have a plan. You know, when you get hit in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. um, speaking of high profile clients. One of your clients was Gabby Garcia, right? Yeah, I only trained her a handful of times. And again, for her, it was like, ask, you know, she's done everything. She'll tell you she did CrossFit, she did this, she did this. And like, okay, what, like, what, what do you want? You know, and, it's, and it starts like by asking the questions and kind of like do like a movement assessment, see, see where they're at, see how they move and, and go from there. Like, you know, I think it's important to like, 
deliver on what they want and what they need. So this feels a little bit different. People are like, well, you got to give them what they need. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, they, they need to have a stronger bench press. What if, what if they don't want to do that, right? So, like, you have to understand as a coach, like, it's not what, what you learn in your exercise science class about doing what they need, right? Because the book will tell you the answer. Oh, that's what they need. Cool. Three sets of five, 85%. Here's your program. But some people just, like, don't. It's a, they don't like it for whatever reason. It could be a, a number of reasons. So I think it's important to, like, understand that this is, it's also about what they want too. So, you know, like, you, you know, we have, especially doing what I do, right? Like I'm not like a bodybuilder. So we don't really do like bicep curls because it's not functional, right? But like if your client athletes want bigger biceps, you know, do it. Like it's not, it's not going to hurt them, right? As long as you're not trying to hurt them, I think it's important to do what, 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 what they want, right? Let's uh, transition to business side of things. Yeah. Do you ever... Have you ever utilized any coaching, and specifically in business, um, or read books? Read books. <laughs> it's always read books. I listen to podcasts, right? I think um, I have a luxury as a commuter to listen to a podcast or a book or something, right? Um, in terms of uh, books, um, I wouldn't have like a direct um, business book. I just learn that the more you learn about people and really listen. The answers are there for you, right? So as long as like you just ask, like, so someone someone will come in, hey, I want to get jacked. You're like, cool, let's do it. Well, you dig, like, like what does jacked mean to you? Because jacked means this to me. Jacked can mean this person. Like, you gotta like dig, like, what does jacked look like to you? Does it look like George St. Pierre, or does it look like B.J. Penn? Like that, you know, some people that think B.J. Penn could be jacked, right? So you want to ask those questions. And then you want to ask like what they've done before, like why is that important to them? You know, were, were they overweight? Were they bullied? Or they didn't want a new boyfriend or girlfriend, right? So you want to like dig, and if you ask the right questions on their why, you you always have that to be able to help them. Yeah. So so your um, so a lot of your learning right is uh, that you kind of select. I want to read this book, or I want to listen to this podcast. Um, is there specific subjects? I know you said kind of learning about people, but is there specific subjects that uh, I mean you've been you've been spending some time on listening or specific podcasts that you've been? Uh, sp- uh, podcasts um, in terms of like fitness, um, just everything. Yeah, in terms of fitness, be like Just Fly Performance Podcast. Um, this guy Joel Joel Smith, he interviews different types of people from all kinds of fields in the fitness world, and um, you'll get a lot of answers to what you're looking for. Uh, books recently, 32 Principles. Uh, it, if you do jiu-jitsu, it's really good. If you don't, it's still good because you'll, you'll realize, like, maybe a lot of us, have, I'm sure you guys have done these principles up realizing, but they put it all together, right? Um, so I think that's a, that's a good one. Um, a book that I, that I think is good for a lot of people is the book called Range. It's by uh, David Epstein. It talks about... Um, generalists and why that's important and how people who specialize later in life um, actually do well because you can draw from your previous experiences and different experiences to do your job now, right? A lot of times people think like we need more like depth of experience. We need more of that thing for just like a wider lens. So the example I remember is like, if I were to look at this little hole here, if I look closer, I can see that's a hole and it has all these little dots, but I don't see what's outside of it. So if I have more of general skills or more variability, I have more ways to look at it. You can see what's making this whole. Otherwise, you just see this is that's the whole. So you want to see the world more more broadly. And I think um, uh, you guys are an example of that, right? You guys didn't start your career right at 18, right? You have a bunch of other experience. I think you started CrossFit like in your late 20s, right? Mm-hmm. So 
and you started your chiropractic stuff later too. So I think it's, they were all kind of speaking. And I didn't know what to do with this, you know, kind of just organically happened. I just, my plan was to, you know, uh, immigrants, uh, uh, you know, a child of immigrants to get your degree, get a job. That, that was, that's all I was told and taught. And I didn't really put much thought into it, you know. So speaking of, not to get into your personal oh, yeah. business, but um, what did your parents do growing up? So my dad immigrated here, but he waited tables for me to have a better life. My parents wow. did that, yeah. Okay. Wow. And you have a similar story, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Right. And, and you're, um, you're originally here in, in oh, no, no, I was, Yeah, so I was born in Hong Kong, came here when I was six. Oh, wow. Yeah, I to here since, right? Yeah, you have many memories of, uh, of that time? Yeah, I went back when I was like 10. Um, I don't have any like specific memories. Like you know, It was like busy city, smog, you know. Hectic, um, right. but yeah, I think nothing, nothing like that. What, what about that transition when coming in six years old? You were kindergarten. Uh, kindergarten. So I came, no, I came when I was first grade, and uh, I, there wasn't honestly a transition because when I lived in Hong Kong, it was um, UK. It was a UK mm. United Kingdom territory. So we learned English growing up, so it was, there was never like a language barrier or anything like that. It was just like a smooth transition. Wow. How did they end up landing here? Where was that? I don't remember the story. Um, like I think, like my grandpa's brothers all kind of just came here and and I, they worked on those freightliner ships. Hmm. So um, somehow they ended here from like Long Beach. This was it. Wow. Archie, what do you got? I was I was going through your socials. Um, yeah. Specifically, your LinkedIn or your link tree. Yeah. yeah. And I was wow, like, right. what's this? Uh, buy me a coffee. <laughs> So buy me a coffee. I saw someone like post it. He was like, he always like post like good stuff, and it was never like, hey, buy this program, do this. I'm selling this. It was kind of like, hey, if you like what I do, just buy me a coffee. And all it's just like, it's just a figure of speech for like, give me a couple bucks here and there for if you like something. You know? So I did that. I got a couple bucks off it. It's pretty cool, you know. And I think um, I think gestures are important, right? You like you give people something, right? Because otherwise. Like it'd be weird. Like, like people do this all the time. It's like, hey, um, uh, help me. You want to help me move? I'll give you some beer and pizza. It's like, oh yeah, I'll do that. Beer and pizza. Let's do it. I'll help this guy move. Like, it, it, it's cooler than, hey, can I give you twenty bucks? But like, twenty bucks, you broke motherfucker. You know, like, you know, like yeah. But so I think like like doing gestures is cool. You know, because if someone's like, here you go, ah, oh, thanks for teaching me some. Here's five bucks. It's like, five bucks. I'm worth more than that. You know. But you buy my coffee or you know, buy him beer and pizza. I think it's uh, uh, yeah, more meaningful, right? You know. Yeah, so I want to go back to the whole range thing. I think that's a fascinating subject. And I think part of it also, too, is um, you think that carries over to the way that you train? So I know that, like, one of your, I guess, kind of philosophies around training is, like, there's degrees of um, not just range of motion, but also just having fun, Yeah. right? Do, do you think part of that is from... I don't, yeah, I think it was for me, and I read the book, and it made me like expand on that more, man. I think um, you guys know overuse injuries, right? You do sure. something too much. It's 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 an injury of sameness. You're doing the same thing, so like you're just getting injured because you're doing the same thing. So you didn't do like not the same thing. So even if, like let's just say you were to stay in jujitsu, if you're like a guard player, like okay, you're gonna probably have some kind of lower body issue from doing that, right? I'm just like try not to play guard for a little bit, so your body's not exposed to this to the sameness, right? Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, that I've always thought about that. And, um, based on what I know with biology is, um, it thrives on life thrives on variability. It, it does not thrive on the same things, um, over and over. And then we can go a couple of steps where like, nothing's ever the same. You say, I have the same driver every day. No, you don't. 
the, 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 exact, the exact temperature is not the same. The mm. sun's on the same spot. Your, your tires are worn a little bit more, you know, so everything's a little bit different, not the same cars on the road. So nothing's ever the same. I always think about that every day. There's nothing the same. Yeah, we can predict, you know, 72 degrees or whatever it is, but like there's no, nothing's ever the same in biology or in life, right? Like sameness doesn't help anything. If, you know, if you were to breed the same dogs, let's say you had the best two pit bulls, people have pit bulls, right? And you bred them with the best two, but you just kept breeding them, like they're, they're, it's not going to be good because now you have the same genes, like using the same, like, you know, like inbreds, for example, that's kind of gross, but, but like, <laughs> let's say, but like, you know, let's say you're the two best humans in the world, you kept breeding them, you're going to be just inbred. It's not good for you, right? And I think uh, with like, I think dogs too, right? If you have different, mutts tend to live a little bit longer, right? So I think um, it's like understanding that, that like, um, yeah, overuse injuries are due to sameness. You just, mm -hmm. you just, you just don't do that. And I, um, like knowing what I know with training, um, there's so many things you can do to accomplish the same thing, right? You don't have to go on a treadmill to lose weight. Like, it's like burn calories. Like, if you want to lose weight, burn calories. How many ways can you do that? Well, treadmill, stair climb, any, anything, just move, right? So I think like once you understand these little principles of exercise, phys, and adaptation, you can just do anything. And I think um, in the day, like for me, two things that I firmly believe in as a, as a human and um, as a human, I guess, in the trainer seconds, like you got you to work hard for things. And, and you gotta have fun, you know, it's life short or whatever. So I think I try to bring that in the training. Yeah, like we're gonna work hard, but like this can also be fun. People be like, well, you can't have fun and work hard. I'm like, well, shit, come train with me, man. I'm, I'm jamming out. I'll, people look like, man, this guy's serious. I'm like, yeah, I'm serious. I'm listening to Shania Twain. And it's a good time and we're working hard. So it's like, it, it, like yeah, I believe in that stuff, you know, it's like, that's not any of my mentors. It's just who I am. I like to, I like to have fun, I like to talk shit, I like to work hard. Yeah, you know? so that kind of creative, or the the balance of art and science. Yeah, I'm definitely more the art side for sure. I, I mean, I do obviously do understand science. I'm not just like painting. <laughs> I'll paint the lines a little bit, you know. But it's like I'm definitely on the art side of things too. So with your training, I mean, you use a bunch of different modalities, right? Yeah. Um, and I think what's also cool is your facility, which is again phenomenal. Uh, you have the ability to be able to train on different surfaces, yep. indoor, outdoor, different environments. Um, you use a lot of different um, modalities, right? Kettlebells and uh, clubs, and you've been using some water. Anything, bags, anything, right? tables, tables, anything. Anything, right? <laughs> Most recently there was some, you guys were moving in like uh, lateral movement and you guys were like throwing balls, particles crawling. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Again, just various types yeah. of, uh, various types of training. Um, when you're putting that together, I know that you do um, train clients individually mm -hmm. as well as in groups. Yeah. When you put together that type of programming or using those modalities, um, is there a specific uh, way that you structure it of like, hey, you know, we'll do X amount indoors, X amount outdoors, X amount body weight, X amount barbell, yeah, symmetrical, a asymmetrical, like how do you, how do you put all that? That's together? a good question. So I have a plan, right? I write a program. And, um, I, then at that, when the time comes, when it's eight o'clock, nine o'clock, I look at logistics, you know, sometimes there's like other people here, other people are like, all right, we'll have to, we have to go side and modify a little bit. Um, one thing I use this acronym called ramp, um, to warm up is the raise. So raise tissue temperatures, anything that you're hurried up, right? Activate. So just things that kind of get things ready to go, mobilize, move things that need to be moved. And the P on the original one is called potentiate. You're like really getting your body ready. I use the P as play. So it's ramp or play. So raise, activate, mobilize, and play. 
So I, ha I have those components in my warm-up. And once you, once you have those components, there's a million different ways you can do it. As long as you get the things that need to be ready, you're good, right? So I just, so I, once I understood that there was another way to do it, just, just have fun. Like when you when you create a fun atmosphere, like people want to, want to come back, right? They don't want to, this was more applied when I was younger as a trainer. It's like, well, why am I going to just come here and get yelled at by a 20 year old, you know, a 25 year old saying, hey, you, you didn't follow your macros. That's why you're, you're fat. Like that, there's no fun in that. Like, most people know they didn't, they ate too much. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to like harp on that. Like they know they're like, Oh man, they ate too much. They already, they already guilt themselves. I'm like, Hey, it's okay. You probably, you, you're probably hungry. You deserved it. You know, you're a family. It's important. I think food is such a big part of our culture that, you know, like a lot of people have that stuff. They know they ate too much. <laughs> yeah. Who am I to them? So, um, for everyone's going with that, but I was like, I'm not going to like rip people. Like that's not what I do about their food at least, you know, I should not rip people at all. Unless it's more, if I do, it's more like on the, it's more like on the joking side, you know, it's more like on the joking side, man, you know? Um, so you know, I want to emphasize that, that play part. Um, one thing that, that looks really cool about your training is there is um, a lot of what you show is in group environments. And when you're doing any type of, you know, playing type of environment, um, do you see that level of competition come out in a in a group setting? Is that intentional? No, it's not. I just, I just love it. I think, I think it's again, it's innately human. Like it's when we roll, that they say easy roll. Sure. Before you know it, you're you're going hard. I think um, this is based on what I think. I know we would have done this in nature, and it kind of went away, right? And it's it's weird. Like we we're taught like like doing fitness is okay. You're supposed to work out right? as, as adults. Like it's normal to work out, but like they're, they're in our culture, like it's weird to go play what's the difference we're moving our bodies like like people are like oh man you you go like practice softball like don't leave something like yeah it's fun for me like what's the big deal <laughs> it's fun you know like but like why is jujitsu okay you know but you know why is like going to, to run around weird i'm the weird one like none of it's different to me it's all the same thing we're just moving our bodies i'm having a good time you know i think when you have a good time you're more inclined to do it again right yeah. whatever that is right um and, and with that being said, a good time having fun could be different for everybody. Like, like not some, not everyone wants to throw a ball, and that's not might not be fun for them, right? Some people fucking get in their ass kicked jujitsu. It's fun, so that's their element of play too. So you have to understand that, like, everyone's definition of play or fun is very different. Yeah, what's interesting about that too is just, you know, again, whether it's throwing a ball or catching a ball or whatever the case is, just having control of an external object with another person yeah. and working off of their energy yeah. and the, the environment, right? Because I think that there's value in doing things in front of people, yeah. right? And, you know, you kind of organically create that environment. That's really cool. And I think when you're, when you're playing, you're doing something a little bit outside the norm. Um, you're vulnerable and you're and you're telling the body to let go. Like, it's like, you know, you do it in jiu-jitsu, you let yourself, like, you're putting yourself out there. You're the most vulnerable out there. You're getting your ass kicked with somebody. Whether that person is 15 or 60, bigger than you, smaller than you, you're putting yourself out there. You know, I think once you're able to do that, I think you're just more free and you don't, you just don't care about certain things. Dude. Like, I, like I get my ass kicked by 15 years old. Who do I got to lose, right? You know? You know? Do you think it's weird for the, the, on the other side of that, people enjoy kicking other people's ass? I, I, I think, I think, I think it's normal. I think, you know, just based on the stuff I've read with, with humans and the way we are now is we would have done that. And we, and I think it's like, I mean, I don't want to get all, political or the, the people killing people mass murders and all that i'm sure those guys don't have an element of play in their life you know they mm -hmm. don't you know it's pretty notorious too actually i read another book by dr stuart brown he's like a play doctor he studied like play 
a common theme with these people was like they didn't play. They just like kept to themselves. They don't do anything that's remotely play, you know? So I think it's important. Uh, play is in nature. It's around all of us. It happens in, you know, animals playing with each other. It's how you learn, right? Like you think about your kid now. Your kid's like two, three, right? Be two next month. Right. And then another one in six months. Right. That's how they, that's how they figure stuff out, right? Yeah. Um, I think with the best athletes, whatever sport it is, like, they'll like play, they'll play with um, a jujitsu move. They're not like trying to say like, they're not really trying to think about what Professor said, they're trying to like play with that move and see what happens. Like, let me play with it this way. So I think the ones who develop their jujitsu or their game better or whatever is the sport is like, I think it's an element of play. They use the, uh, in the book, they use Tiger Woods as an example. Um, Tiger Woods made crazy shots off, off of bunkers and different surfaces. For him, though, when he practiced it, he was playing. Like it was like, oh, I'm just gonna play, see if I can get it in the hole from this from this angle, right? Um, whereas like other guys, are like oh, I gotta work on the shot, I gotta make it, I gotta make it off this ball. It was it was work for them, but he, Tiger Woods, made it play. And it was a play thing, so he learned better through play. So I think if you if you make things through play, uh, you're happier and you learn better through it. Now that's so fascinating because, so you know, I've talked about this on, on previous episodes. Um, it was a kind of the back half of my blue belt where I started to understand jujitsu or, you know, you hear that term, your game. Right? Mm-hmm. I never really understood what that meant until right. there was a point where I started to kind of develop my game. And really my game was just the way I learned and processed information. Right. And during that time, because again, just it started to register a bit differently. I had some very clear, uh, intentions whenever I went into class and for me it was literally a game and, and still is now because right, right. I still do that now it's hey, there are certain things that I'm working on and it, when I could pull it off there's a certain level of like giddiness right, inside, yeah, right. right? and it's not any disrespect to right, right, anybody right. it was just like oh I'm, that's I went to class today to achieve this specific thing and practice this and put myself in this situation to get out of it to do this other thing and uh, yeah that's a very fascinating just thought process around yeah you know, I, I, yeah i go in there and it's in this play for me like i'm gonna like like i uh so innately i was like tangled up and i had the guy control my gear i didn't know what to do and i went back i'm like oh it's football i just went like a swim move i'm like dude how'd you get out of there i just freaking hit his hand swim through and i got out i like, oh, shit it worked and I'm, like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm like i'm gonna try that again i'm gonna use a rip move this time like you went i, I drew from my previous experience right talk about that book in range like i had experience from playing football that some of these guys didn't have they didn't know these moves so like i think the more sports you do that's is why like they talk about like kids like don't specialize early because you're going to miss out on these moves that you would have otherwise used and i'm sure your boy can talk about it like mm-hmm. he may have used stuff from football lacrosse he may not even know that he did it but other kids are like what how did you use that move but well, he played football before, so he had a, a new skill set that you may not have and that's why sometimes you guys go against wrestlers you're like well I, i'm a brown belt he's only a white belt how does he have all this? Well, he has, he has a, a different skill set to draw from because he did all these moves before. So, so I think it's important to do. Other skills will somehow find its way back to like it's all when you when you learn. I guess it's not always like I'm learning spelling. You're you're learning everything. It's somehow it's all going to tie. We don't know when, but somehow it's all going to tie. It's like um, people say like I'll use Jalen example. Like, oh man, like he's so athletic, he's so smooth. Like he just like he just flew it. I'm like. Yeah, it's like he skateboards. Like that's probably it. Like really, I'm like, yeah, he skateboards. Like, do you skateboard? Or like, no. I'm like, well, like you're not gonna have those moves that he has. Like, you don't have the the same the same movement bandwidth. You don't skateboard. Like, so I think 
It's all important. I think it's gonna come back. And I think uh, Izzy, you guys know about Izzy? He had his had a Sanya. Mm-hmm. He was like a dancer, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he's, his body has more access to different moves than we do because he's used that. And, he, and I think it showed, at least in the past, in his fighting, right? Like he, he, he's a dancer and it, it's all movement. So the more movement literate you are, the more you have access to, just like anything else. That's interesting. Jose Aldo, soccer player. Right. Yeah. All those, all those guys. Yeah. Like yeah. Kobe, right? Yeah. Steve Nash, like all those guys. Like they, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Very, I can keep going, right? It's like all these guys, they, they all have like, rarely are those guys specialists yeah. in, in what they did. They did a bunch of stuff, early childhood teens that helped them develop to who they are now. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, you know, we have a mutual friend, Jake Hartman. Yeah. Right? He played uh, at SC. And I remember him sharing the story about when Coach Carroll was doing his recruiting visit and how Coach Carroll wanted to learn about him. And he was really fascinated how Jake was a soccer player. And, you know, that's just a fascinating thing that, you know, you take someone that's as legendary of a coach like Pete Carroll and he's looking now again he was obviously looking for a kicker right, right but right. you know to be able to be so fascinated about you know jake and his level of competitiveness and the ability to succeed in another sport as well as the sport right, right? right. And that there's it's very telling right in, in regards to be able to um, uh you know what somebody could accomplish one the other part of it too is hey there's a lot of kind of like what you're saying carryover right. skill right. Uh, Speaking of Jake, I think about this like quite a bit. I don't know, not Jake specifically, it's weird. <laughs> but like he he was like he, if you guys meet this guy, he's a beast. He's a freak. He's a really good athlete. Like just he's the biggest kicker you'll ever right. see for sure. But, but, but like you're, you're people, people people watch TV like, oh man, this is a kicker. I can crush him. Like, dude, that guy was a kicker. He would crush most humans. Like yes. he would he's that athletic to quote unquote only be a kicker. Right. At division one. So I don't think some people like realize that some people, no matter what we do, they're just freaks man it's, yeah. it's it's crazy to think about like he was barely kicker and he's like we did that ufc challenge he was you know i think he was top one he's a freak yeah. it was like you know so i mean not saying he doesn't like not say what it's like work ethic and all that but like um people just think like, oh he's a kicker i'm like i think most humans just even if you train or not like you can't keep up with a guy with, you know that's division one or nfl like those guys are just different right yeah just different there's levels to the game <laughs> yeah there's levels. levels to the game right Vince, did you play any sports? I did not. Don't work in sports. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to tie this all into yeah, no. how we do jujitsu right now. No, but I think you know, Vince, the the I think the the late specialization. I think you're, you're going to tie that in too. Like he, like Vince, understands how to put force in the ground to create movement. And even Vince Rolls, he may not know what he does that. Like the people, like might just be like pushing more with his feet, and the people like don't do that, right? And that comes from like whatever your your background was. Like your 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 background was like a lot of Olympic lifting, a lot of CrossFit. So like Vince may know how to use his hips better than other people without even realizing it. Yeah, I think that there was um, you know, I left the weights very similar, right? Young, right? I was small, Filipino guy, right? So I started lifting weights very early. Um, never got into sports, right? The environment I grew up in just was not conducive to people that play in sports or, right. or not, 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 right. I guess just, you know, a scenario where a lot of people around me were, were playing sports. Um, but, uh, you know, when I got fascinated in this whole world of fitness is I was in the mortgage industry, mortgage industry crashed. I said, man, I don't want to do this mortgage thing anymore. I want to do something I'm passionate and um, I get excited about. And I was excited about fitness 
and I was also excited about doing martial arts. And uh, during that time, I was uh, doing Muay Thai. And uh, anyways, it was one of those things where that carried on, you know, later in my in my life. But I mean, since since then, I mean, I've been pretty active since I was in my early to mid twenties, and I'm 47 now. So, you know. yeah, I think it's a good story too. Like, I think people are like, well, like they just, they just chalk it up. Well, you were active your whole life, you know. I'm like, well, yes, I was. I got very lucky too. Like, it's not just like, oh, well, you know, it just got the environment I grew up in. Everyone played sports. Like, if I want to have friends, I don't know how play sports pretty quickly. So I think it's important too that you share your story because like you started later on in your life when you're like you're like healthy, you know, active, like you can start later. You don't have to be like, oh, oh man, you have good genetics, you know, like you know, I, I don't build like a math tutor. No offense. No offense for like a bigger like a bigger math tutor, you know? <laughs> yeah. With tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Way cooler than the math tutor. Well it's like you can't say that anymore because like now before back in the day like game gamers, they're all nerdy guys, right? Now gamers just like regular dudes are getting oh like freaking nerdy gamer, like some nerdy gamer. There's not there's just anybody plays video games now. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. I make a lot of money too. What are yours? What about your sporting background? So I think getting I think getting into jujitsu, I think it takes I mean, I don't think it's a if you don't do jujitsu, it's not as violent as you think it is. Yeah, I think it's it's very gentle art. They call it gentle art, but I think it still takes like a special person to put yourself out there and do physical. Like it's physical, you know. So. Yeah. For for me, it was it actually started with Vince. Like I was just the, the bro lifter back then. I didn't play any sports either. Mm -hmm. Just lifted weights, bench, squat. Stand in front of the mirror and shrug. At some point, I was like, "Man, this is not sustainable. Like, this is not right. not fun anymore." Right, it's not it, fun. Wasn't, it wasn't fun. Funny, right? Anymore. It's not so fun. I was like, "Man, I need to try something new." And um, UFC gym was on the other side where Bally Total Fitness was, like for their like membership signups. And I saw them like they had all these balloons. I'm like, "I'm gonna go check that place out and see what what they have to offer." I ended up signing a membership there, and then you bought a membership on presale, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I got introduced to like some battle ropes. I'm like, oh, this is different. Hell right. yeah, I'm gonna try something new. And right. then when the facility opened, I went in and took some classes, and that's when I met Vince taking a boxing class. And I was like, man, I really like this. This is something new. Got some one-on-one -on -one training with him. Yeah. And then, like, towards the end, he was like, dude, you got to try this out. He introduced me to Thomas. Mm. And then ever since then, man, I was, like, hooked. Yeah. I've been hooked since then. Yeah. It's wild. I think it's cool. I think, it's, I think, it's, I think, it's, I think it's also important to have that skill set, you know, like, to be able to, like, defend yourself. Like, you yeah. know, and then it, it teaches you, like, be, like, calm, like, too. Like, because now, now, like, you know, speaking of getting masked by a 15-year-old, you just don't know what people know anymore, right? right? Like, you don't know, like, oh, look at that old guy. Like, that old guy will just kill you. He might be a freaking black belt. You know, so I think it's important that it, you know, like, you know, I get asked to, like, oh, man, you have those, those, those jujitsu guys, those those cage fighters, man, are they crazy? I'm like, no. They're the best people ever. Yeah. It's everyone else who doesn't train. They think they're all, man, I bench press. I'll, I'll kill you. Like, you bench press it. You can't, you're not kill me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that guy's, oh, I bench press 315 or 400. Like, I don't care. You know, it's always like the guys, like the, the guys who train are nice because they know what the other human around them can do. So they, the people who do any type of combat sports are the most calm, you know, most real people you can be around. So for people who are afraid to train, I think those are the people who want to, I, if I had to send someone who's never trained, they want to be better for themselves, I would send them to some kind of martial art and not the gym, you know. 
I, I think gyms are important. You can build some confidence. I think that's important too. But I think like like overall, it's like you think you're gonna get a lot more benefits from doing a martial art than you would with just like the gym. Yeah, uh, agreed. I was recently in Vegas, and uh, literally this past this past week I was in Vegas. I was there for a conference, and there was other conferences that were going on. And I mean, we've all been to Vegas. It's Vegas during conference <laughs> time, and you know, people are enjoying themselves, having a good time. You know, I'm kind of past that uh, phase of my life, if you will. And uh, I was inside an elevator. I was coming down the elevator. There was a drunk dude, probably in his I don't know, maybe mid twenties. He was, I mean. He was enjoying his conference. <laughs> he was on another planet. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, anyways, he got stuck in the elevator. So he, I was on, you know, one floor, and he was already on there talking to somebody. I was going down, and he was like, "Well, what floor am I on?" And this other person came in. He's like, he pulled out his phone. He's like, "Man, I can't believe there's all these cops that are in here, and you cops are gonna get what's this guy talking about?" But he was clearly clearly faded right and i was just there you know kind of observing the situation and i was processing you know all the various situations in in my head anyways he ends up getting off the elevator and the other people that were in there were like oh my gosh i was like so scared like what was going to happen and what he was going to do and in my mind i was like there's not one thing that this drunk (laughs) delusional dude can do that would I mean, there's nothing that this guy right, can do, right? right? No, uh, you got a gun, right, right, right? You blindside me with a knife or whatever the case is, but like a drunk dude in an elevator, there's nothing right. that I'm going to be scared of right. about about this guy. And I was thinking about that as I got off the elevator and they, everybody that was in there, you know, was kind of talking to me, oh my gosh, could you believe that? Like, what if he went, you know, because he was just chatting, he had his phone, I was doing this, just again, just doing drunk people stuff. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, very refreshing. Know yeah, to know you have a skill set to defend yourself and your family, and I think I think, yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's important, you know. Well, when also too, like, not that I'm trying to be the hero in any situation, but if anything popped off, like, nobody in that place would have anything to worry about because, mm-hmm. in you know, half a second the dude would be right, right, right. Uh, again, just like it, again, I, I don't want to sound like arrogant about it, but just knowing that we train with skilled people all the time right and we can get ourselves in and out of situations and you know a drunk dude with his phone knocking yeah. off like there's yeah. nothing that, that's gonna yeah. speaking speaking of being a hero if, if like let's say you're a hero and i'm like the reporter like what, like, what do you think you would say because i know like, for me i would honestly be like yeah i'm a fucking hero because he was like <laughs> i would have done what anyone else done. I'm like, I'm like yeah you know people would say that you would have done what anyone else would have done yeah I, but i did do it so i'm a freaking hero <laughs> <laughs> No, and I'm like for me, I was gonna. I'm so humble about it. Yeah. So it's like you know, I was just be like you know, just assessing the situation, and I saw an engaged yeah. type thing. Yeah. But I'll let you answer, Vince. Uh, <laughs> um, I would. I would just say everyone should do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah. I think yeah, I'd say something along those lines. But I think I, like, I would for sure gas myself. I would. <laughs> It's, I think it's important to uh, cheer yourself on and have fun. I think I think being humble is great, but I think sometimes like like the, obviously it's like the people who need to do it don't don't do it. You know, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's important. You know, you know, life is short, and I think it's important to celebrate um, whatever it is. Obviously, uh, with that being said, like take care of business, right? I think, but it's also like, hey man, celebrate, man. Like go, go live, go live life, man. Go, go celebrate. There's also the other side of that too, because like people that know or friends that 
know you train mm-hmm. and then there's a situation happening they'll like why did you do anything right like, yeah it's like it's always the guys that know how to do something they're going to be the last one to act on it because they don't want to get to that situation right right, right? so it's there's also that side too. Yeah, it's hard as the <laughs> spider-man right i talk about this quite a bit i think it's a great great power comes great responsibility mm-hmm. right because yeah. you know we all know the situation right if you guys never watch spider-man you're the nerd. <laughs> yeah. you know, like Peter Peter Parker, Spider-Man, he's pissed. This bad guy's like, I'm not going to stop him. It's not my fault, right? And he didn't stop the bad guy. And that, stopped. that bad guy killed his uncle, right? So, like, I think sometimes you're like, oh, man, like, so you, you have this moral dilemma. Is this re- my responsibility? Is it not? So all these things are kind of there, right? I think it's 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 tough. The world's tough. So I think it's just kind of think about, like, what if what if you did let a bad guy go and that happened to you? I think, I think that's the story, Spider-Man, you know. The movie tries to tell you the comic, right? So it's tough. Superhero, yeah. super skills, <laughs> yeah. superhero skills. Archie, what do you got? Um, I was, I didn't realize how much you post on threads. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are some good, like, for anyone that's listening, like, you should hop on his threads because there's some inspirational things that you say on there. Um, you have a lot of good perspective. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me give you an example. Here's one. Changing the world doesn't necessarily mean changing the world for everyone. It can simply mean changing one person's world. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I got the wheels turning, and man. And there's more. There's a lot yeah. more, too. I think I was probably just drunk. Because like, you're, 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 I mean, I don't know. That's probably something, you know. Or just sit, you know, every once in a while I sit and thought. I'm like, did you hear that quote? Like, oh, like, you're, you're born, and you're change the world I'm like no, i can't but like this it isn't and i started thinking like it could just mean like i work with people all the time like i change that person's world so that thing like you you have an opportunity every day to change the world for something i think that's that's like a cool thing about this i think like doing what i do people forget man like, oh man it's 5 a.m oh man it's early my client's late you're, you know like it's not it's not that big of a deal like you're in a day you're getting paid like hang out with someone and talk to them and like you can truly like change their life or, generations if you really want to dig deep you know if you affect mom and dad like that kid is gonna be healthy right like like your kid too like even though you started working out later in life he doesn't know anybody that doesn't like work out mm-hmm. that, that's all he saw so like my kid we just run and people are like oh we we're at we were at the zoo so we're like, oh, we saw you running to work out we want to join you guys i'm like i was i was just doing it because that's just what we do he wanted to run and there's no sign that the zoo just don't run so we just ran around the zoo and for for my kid it's normal like I, I tell people, like, yeah, my kid works out. Like, he doesn't really work out, but like for him, I think it's important to observe the behavior of people, you know? So like, you know, so he's, he doesn't know any better. Like, you know, he's a, maybe one day, he's like, dude, people don't work out. That's not normal. Like, but it's going to be normal to him. And I've seen that with Coach Durant. His kids are like 10, like 15. They work out. They worked out their whole life. It's, it's normal to them. So it's like, they, they, they don't know a life other than not, like, not, not working out. They just do it. So I think, yeah, I think it's cool that I'm able to change one's life world um, daily. That is fascinating, though, man. You know, you help one person, and you know, that's a break of a generational curse. All right, it's just a trick. Like, you get caught up, and, and you're like, oh man, you know, it's, you know, I have no show today, I only have one person today. I'm like, good at a day, like, you're getting you know, hopefully 40 plus bucks an hour, and you, you do. Or what I do, and then you're helping someone. You know, we just talk. You're still what we're doing, but I was like, I still said we're good though. 
you know, or do I do ads to a set rubric and then, you know, but that's it, you know. Yeah, the threads, man, I just, I just, I'll, I'll just sometimes think even thought is just say stuff. Has that always been, like, throughout the entire life? Like, yeah, like, I, I talk really fast, so sometimes just when I write, I'm, like, slow. It actually slows me down to be able to, like, communicate better, so at times, like, Communicate, speaking of communication with business and life, it's like I, I have to write. I can't like talk sometimes. I talk too fast or I'll mess up things. So I'll just like text it. Like for me, communicating with my wife is like texting. It may look like a phone to wife, you just talk like because I'll, I'll miss something or I'll, I'm fiery, so it'll come off a different way. So it's like pretty clear that I'm writing it and I'll text it to whatever what I'm feeling, what my concerns are. And I think like finding out how you communicate as, as, a, for, as a couple or as a, as, a, as a leader, I think it's very, very important to. Communicate clearly for me. It's like writing it down and saying it. Like I, I, don't, I don't always verbalize as well. So hmm. that's what trust. That's what communication is major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know. But I, I, so communication major was also kind of just by like accident because like I was like I'm Asian, but I'm not very good at math. Remember when I had the, the, the counselor? I'm like, hey, like, what's the major what degree? Can I get with the least amount of math? Don't do that. You know, because like sometimes, like you know, I think with college, people like it's not. It's not like you'll get a job. Like we just need a degree. It doesn't matter what degree. All right. So we kind of knew that going in. I was get the easy degree and and, and get a job. Right. So yeah, so communication is the easiest. All right, we're uh, an hour fifteen in. I have a couple other. Questions, but uh, before uh, I go, mine. Archie typically has a couple uh, things you want to want to do your thing, Archie. Oh, you know, I, I have a really good thread. I thought about this since I pulled it up. Okay. You know, like so, I wrote. You know, the type of belief children have to make adults laugh. And people, like, a child would say like, "Oh, I'm gonna do this." And adults are like, "Ah ha ha ha." I think it's, I think it's important that like we, as you're growing up, get older, but like, you don't lose that. Yeah. I think I have this. I still have like a weird belief, and people laugh. I'm like. I believe it. it's not like against you or whatever. It's like I just believe I can do it. Like, like sometimes people like do a sport and they're like, "Oh, they're better than me." I'm like, "They're not better than you at everything." Like, so I, I so like when I was playing receiver, like I would never think anyone was better than anything. I would just believe like I ran the best post route, and I still to this day I, I can beat. <laughs> I, like it, it's funny, but I, I truly believe like I can beat an NFL DB at this route. I think, I think it's important to have that belief because I, I truly believe I'm not just making it up. I think it's sure. whatever that is for you, like you have that belief, like you know that you have the best guillotine or whatever it is. Like I think it's important to have that. You're not you're not saying that like oh you can't defend my guillotine. You're just saying it's like I just think I have the best one. Like, it's, it's just not it's not against it. So I think it's important to have that belief in, in whatever you do. So I think once you believe something, you do it, and it carries on other things. I think it's important to have some kind of belief that, that you can do something. I'm not talking shit to the people. Yeah. Yeah. Right, go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. Carry on. Yeah. Carry on. Self plug. <laughs> <Some plugs. laughs> all right, you ready for some rapid fire questions? So how does this how does this work? You can answer it short. Give you some one word answers. I just got a few, and then it's um, like the stepbrothers thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, you want to answer right, it too. Yeah. If you want to add a little bit more content, let's do it. You want to step out into the a lot of people like to step out and give a different answer on the question. So I'll do it. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Black. No sugar. No cream. There you go. 
um, your favorite submission? Guillotine. <laughs> it's not the best one. I don't believe my guillotine is the best. It just, it just happens that I'm pretty fast and get underneath there. Really quick. Okay. Um, if you can roll with any three people in the world. Oh, shoot. Man. Three people in the world. I don't know any blue belts or white belts. Um, <laughs> a young, my, younger, my younger self would be one. See where I'm at now. With the training now for someone young with no training. Um, I'll stop at one. I can't think of it. You know, some kind of, some kind of, some kind of pro athlete. Okay. Like, like, like a pro, like, a, like your baseball, basketball, football. One from each one, you know. Okay. Just, you know, if they're bigger, stronger, better, more athletic, I mean, we'll, just see, we'll just see what goes. Give me one NFL player. Oof. Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to know what, like, a guy like that, like, how strong that feels. Like, yeah, we know they squat 500 pounds, bench, whatever. I want to know how, how strong is something like that, you know, going against something like that. And the jiu actually help against something like that, my size. <laughs> <laughs> um, football or soccer? On a Sunday. Off football. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. Gee or no gee? Gee. So when I first started, it was no gee. Like, I'm just going to use my speed. And uh, then I realized, man, this is like way rougher than I would like at this point in my life. Like the no gee was way too fast, way too rough. And I think it's normal, right? If you've never been in a gee, you're just like, oh, I was told to do no gee. Everyone wants to do no gee. And like, I was told that too. Like, oh, you're going to want a gee eventually. Like, no, you don't know that. I'm no gee. I'm no gee. I already know I'm no gee. I never will. I know <laughs> and uh, and I want you to do it more now, oh, man. It's cool, you know. I mean, obviously, there's like a pro and con kind of thing, but like, I'm still getting that game, man. I'm getting like, I don't even know. I get caught in chokes, man. It's the worst. You know, I'm still learning how to like grab the key. I don't use it for my advantage uh, enough, but I think it's good. It, it, it teaches you the art. Uh, you know, I think there's pros and cons, right? Like, you know, they, they say like people don't like, wear, wear stuff like that anymore, right? But you're still learning how to use it. You know, so sure. And I think. And then you're like, if you're just doing it for the activity, then it's important to learn the sport. I got one more. Yeah. Jiu Jitsu seminar or Uh, For me, I'd rather, for me to attend. Yeah. I'd rather just attend like a mobility. I think at my low level, I'm, I don't think I'll get something from someone that I would get from anyone else. Like, can they, anything is good. Any, all information is good for me right now. So that's not like I'm going to get, you know, better information from Gordon Ryan. Like supplementation or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is giving some separate advice. I'll, I'll take some of that. Some different, different seminar. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of things before we wrap up. Uh, man, this has been been awesome. Long time, long time coming. I'm yeah. glad we were able to uh, to coordinate this. Um, and uh, definitely excited to be able to uh, to catch back up with you. Um, yes. But uh, if for those that are listening that don't know. Um, about you, about your program, how would you summarize it? What would be your 90 second commercial about that? This is a good question. And uh, you guys know Dick's Last Resort? The place where you, with the restaurant, you go, they talk shit to you. And like, you're like, yeah, that's cool. They talk shit to me, I pay. It's that. But the food's better and the, the, the menu revolves. So that's what it is. So you're going to Dick's Last Resort and uh, it's a revolving menu that's five star. So when my, my food's really good, but there's some shit talking. I like it. I like it. So, so and it's catered to you, so you, you know, so it's, it's not just, here's what's on the menu now. So, um, so you, um, you have a large portfolio of clients, um, combat athletes, professional athletes, um, you know, varying phases of their 
uh, career. Uh, do you work with the general population? Yes, general pop. Um, everybody. I call them uh, regular athletic people, a rap. If you have a body, you're an athlete, and it's about um, uncovering that. Yeah, sure. I train everybody, man. I have kids, have old people, um, athletes, all, all sports. I don't think there's a sport that I haven't trained. I'm not just saying that for like Brad. I've just been exposed to a lot of getting college and just working with people here. You know, when you do what I do, um, you want to learn about a little bit of everything, and that has allowed me to have the experience to work with. Um, so you got a lot going on, right? You got your business here, uh, working on your jiu-jitsu, uh, you got family, yeah. right? You got uh, how old's your son? Four. It's five on Christmas. Five, right? Uh, so that's a time flies. Yeah, that's um, working on your PhD still. Yes, 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 yeah. Are now are you teaching still? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I teach, I teach part time. So I, did, I, I teach part time. I do this part time. Train, so I think um, that's just some unsolicited advice. It's like you have time, man. I'm not saying like my life's hard. That's what people say like you have time, man. I think like going back to what we said reading, it's like if it's ten minutes, it's ten minutes, man. You compound compound effect. If you guys have read that book or listened to it, mm -hmm. I, I think all those things. Like, oh man, it makes a lot of sense, man. You know, I save ten bucks. All this time, it's going to add up. I do ten minutes. All this time, it's going to add up. So I think whatever it is, don't get so caught up in the what. Just just do it. Today it might be push-ups. I'm only doing push-ups at some point throughout the day. Do that. And then the next day you're doing a stretch. One stretch all day. Do that. Whatever it is. You know? Like again, with my jiu-jitsu journey, it's like, all right, it was only one day. Sometimes it's two. I think it's, don't worry about what you what you don't have. It's just work with what you have. That's awesome. Um, so with all, all that you have going on, uh, what's next? Anything that you didn't think particularly you're working on or working towards or want, want to work towards? Yeah, you know, like, uh, Every step of the journey, I didn't think I was going to go further. You know, I like at first when I was training in the corporate gym, like, ah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to run my own business. It's, uh, I just want to do this. I'll just do this. Okay, my own thing, you know. And then, you know, I think the next step would be just to kind of um, have my own facility. You know, I don't know exactly how I would do it. I would love to have a, like a martial arts component to it. Uh, obviously, I'm not teaching it, but I would love to have someone. Would like to. I think it's important to just coming from that UFC gym environment, like having everything in, in house is, is so nice, so convenient. You know, I think we want to make this uh, convenient, um, do it together. So you have some congruence of thought, you're, you're sharing the same thing. I think it's important to do things together. I think that's the next step. Um, what else? In terms of um, personal like workout goals or anything like that, I mean, I, I think at some point in my life, I'm going to marathon. People ask all the time since I do fitness, like, have you ran a marathon before? I mean, I've never ran more than a 5K, you know? And the 10K. Yeah, yeah. Actually, two times. That's crazy. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think one thing is like, it's assumed that you run, like, you're skinny, you run, I, I don't run. So I think I have to use that as a sales tool. Like, I, don't, I don't run skinny, or lean, whatever. Else you can do it. I've done it half a yeah, I think I want to do it without training, you know, I think just to kind of show, like, I think, well, like, I think um, with runners, like, I've had some runners, too, they run so much, and I'm like, dude, it's going to, like, get hurt, you know, I trained a little um, years ago, she ran a half or a foot, you know, we actually did, we did very little running, we did lifting, and, you know, and she was able to run, she was like, I'm like, if you want to do it, like, quote, unquote, my way, like, you know, based on what I think I know, I think this will work, and she trusted me, and she ran less miles than she ever had, and kind of 
better time. Cool experience. Yeah, what's next? I don't know. Maybe one of these days, my gym, start a podcast too. Yeah. Um, all right, so I got one, uh, one last or two last things uh, before we jump. Um, what advice would you give somebody that was looking to start something on their own? They've been thinking about, you know, pursuing something independently. You know, you've you've gone through that transition. What advice would you give? Uh, a lot. <laughs> find find a mentor. Right. Go go shadow for a day or two. You know, see if this is something that you do. Um, I say this because. You know, when you go through school, you do kinesiology. Right? So I want to be a physical therapist. And like, I'm saying, I don't, I don't want to do this at all. So I think it's important to like, yeah, you want whatever dream you have, like go, go see it. Go see it. So yeah, go, go see it for yourself. Uh, find a mentor or mentors. Um, read. Um, I'm, I'm big on that variability thing. I don't, I don't get, I don't understand information one way. I need it multiple ways. So if I'm trying to learn something, I'll do it. I'll watch it. I'll listen to it. I'll read it. So like get whatever you want to start a business, like get all those things, get all those different um, perspectives and find someone. Um, if, if, if it's a little, if it's a small business, odds are that person I'm guessing will try to help you do it. So yeah, find, find mentors, read it, watch it, listen to it, see it in all of the ways. Immerse, immerse yourself. Yeah. Be a part of it. That's great advice. Great advice. So someone that is listening that wanted to come down do a workout, wanted to learn a little bit more about you. How does somebody find you? Uh, Instagram, at Choi Ultimate Training. Um, send me a message, whatever. If you want my phone number, I'll give it to you. I'll do that off air. So just, yeah, just, just message me. <laughs> I don't know how big this podcast is. But, you know, if it goes big, I don't want it out there, you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, just, just hit me up, man. And uh, I'll help you out or do a workout or just talk about this stuff. I mean. I truly like what I do. Uh, I like to help people. You know, if, if it gets to a point where like I'm giving like way too much advice and I'm not going to get a pain, but like if you have some couple questions that I can help you with, and if I don't know the answer, I'll do my best to point you in the right direction to help you out with this field. I think it's uh, I think it's hard, you know, in some ways, but I also think like where I where I where I grew up, how I grew up um, is the uh, the plate is big enough uh, for everyone to eat. So I think that's important. Yeah, and I learned that from my dad. Uh, when my dad died, uh, his friend came to the funeral. They're both immigrants, and my dad didn't have a lot. And Patrick is my dad's friend. He asked, he always tells me, man, your dad didn't have a lot, and he helped me. And like, ever since he told me that story, I was like, man, it's really important. You don't need to have a lot to help, you know? So I think it's like, that's just who I am, who I, who I became. And I think um, for some of you guys who are hesitant to help, I think you don't need a lot of whatever, whether that's money or whatever. I think um, if you can help someone, help someone. The guys always say, well, how can I pay you back for help? I'm like, just do it when it's your chance. Mm -hmm. Man, that is some good, good stuff. Uh, before we wrap up, Art, you got anything? No, not at all. Um, thanks for sitting with us. Yes, thank you. And having us here, man. This is a great time. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Porlock, thank you for your time. I'm excited to get this uh, publishing out there. Uh, for those of you that are listening, this is the Biz Jitsu podcast where we talk all things business and all things jiu-jitsu. Uh, this episode was sponsored by Union Staffing Group. We're a boutique uh, recruiting and staffing firm that uh, works with your HR department to be able to identify the best possible talent for you and your organization. Uh, other than that, appreciate your time, and we are out. See you guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.